Let's take our Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, and uh, I want to approach this subject. Some may say, I've, I've never heard of that. You'll see the emphasis um, as soon as I start explaining and making mention of it, this subject matter of the social gospel. And so as we think about this subject matter, you say, well, it's the, it's the gospel, well, there's an emphasis that has changed, and I want us to be um, not worried about it, but concerned and on guard, um, especially here at Granite State, keeping our message right. And so we'll make mention of it. First Corinthians chapter number 15, I want to read the first four verses to set this in context. The Bible says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I have preached unto you, and which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to to the scriptures. He goes on after these verses that we just read to actually start giving a list of eyewitnesses uh, that saw him, and it gets down there that he was seen of above 500 at one time, and the resurrection of Christ, understanding the full, and when I say full gospel, I'm talking about the full, complete gospel of the Lord Jesus. There are several that will say this is the gospel message, but yet they leave out the resurrection. May I remind us that it's not just enough to believe that Jesus died on a cross in order to have eternal salvation. The Bible says if you'll believe that Jesus died and rose again from the dead. And so the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ is the message of the gospel that we have been commissioned, we have been commanded, that is what will change a heart and a soul and actually save someone for all of eternity. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. He also said several other places, I've declared the gospel unto you. Well, you say, well, what's this subject matter? We know what the gospel is. Well, there's a term that is being used today, and there's a philosophy, and if you haven't used the, heard the term, there is a philosophy that is prevalent today called the social gospel, and we are living in a social world, and we ought to be living biblically in this social world. So what's this warning we're going to put out today? Well, if you go and, and just research, okay, which I did just because I want to know what you're going to Google also and what's going to come up. There's a website. They try to answer everything, but you do need to understand that the answers that you get on Google and the first five to seven searches are only as reliable as the people that are feeding the information there. We won't get into all of that right now. You'll have my AI message coming in a few weeks, okay? You will. 
It is coming, okay? And so the information that you receive, and unfortunately, the first page of a Google search today, unfortunately, are the most powerful people and influential people around the world. When they Google something, that's what comes up, okay? That's what they're reading. They're not going to the third or fourth page of Google. What comes up? Oh, that must be true then. It's on the internet, So if you were to Google this, one of the websites that think they know it all is a website that its address is gotquestions.org. How many have ever read something off that website? You know why you read something off there? You had a question. Gotquestions.org. Definition on there is the term social gospel is used to refer, usually used to refer to a Protestant Christian intellectual movement that came to prominence in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Promoters of the social gospel sought to apply Christian principles to social problems. Let me ask you something. In that statement right there, does it sound like that's a problem? Shouldn't we approach everything with Bible? Now, hold on. You'll see where this derails here in just a little while. We're not here to change social problems. We're here to change men's hearts. Okay? Let's keep reading. With a focus on, this was at this time, late 19th, early 20th, focus on labor reform, other issues such as poverty, nutrition and health, education, alcoholism, crime, and warfare were also addressed as part of the social gospel. However... As social needs were emphasized, this is on a secular website, as social needs were emphasized, the doctrines of sin, salvation, heaven, and hell, and the future kingdom of God were downplayed. On a secular website, what's being answered? Now, understanding the emphasis on social issues today and not on preaching Christ. Now, you say, well, pastor, let's reconcile this. I also have the passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 25, where during the kingdom, Jesus said at the separation of the sheep and goats judgment there, that he says, well, when I was sick, you visited me. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. Well, that's, that shows that we ought to be doing all these things. I'm not saying we're not supposed to. But there has been a movement, especially across mainline denominations and religion, that the emphasis is now on the social aspect of our communities and not on the preaching of the gospel of Christ. It must be on the preaching. Yes, the church should be involved in reaching people every place that we can in society, whether it's on the streets, in the jails, the courts, or or the families, in church services, feeding, clothing, to the rich, to the poor. Do not take anything away from this message saying, well, pastor said we're not doing any of that. Well, we don't feed the poor. Well, we're not clothing. Yeah, we actually got a trailer over there. We're getting ready, and we're working on that. You say, well, what's the problem then? The problem is, in many cases, the taking care of social issues have actually substituted for the preaching of Christ. And we, we mark the level of success 
of a church or ministry by how much humanitarian aid we are placing forth instead of how much of the Word of God we are putting forth. And I want to remind us that every ministry or outreach of Granite State Baptist Church that we are involved in should be with the emphasis of giving the message of Christ. And we are failing at the message if we don't do that. Now, to balance this out, did Jesus feed the poor? He had 5,000 men besides women and children. He walked on water. Did he pay his taxes? Yeah, and he paid his disciples' taxes too. With a, And listen, every fish that I saw over there in Israel while I was there, made sure to look in the mouth. I said, I said, might be another one with a gold coin in there. Don't worry, I knew there wasn't going to be a gold coin. Jesus sent him fishing and actually caught a fish out of Sea of Galilee, had a gold coin in its mouth. Did Jesus take care of the sick? Did Jesus? Yes, he did. Okay. But what was the one common denominator of every one of those that Jesus ministered to throughout his ministry? He would always make sure that they were taken care of or received the message spiritually and not just physically. We have to make sure. You say, why is that? What's the danger of it? Well, here's, here, let me throw this out there. Here's where we're at, making sure of this social gospel that is just permeating. Well, we don't preach the gospel, but we feed every Friday night. Hey, listen, I'm all for it. You, you know that. We feed on Friday night. Anybody that walks in, we're going to have something to eat for them. But I'm going to try to get them the gospel. I'm going I'm to make sure they hear about Jesus. I'm going to make sure we're keeping the main thing, the main thing down through there. And it's not just about social reform out here. It is about the message of Christ. Here's what happens when we emphasize the social gospel over the Bible gospel, our message of eternity. Um, in, instead of it being a message of eternity, we have a message of this world and temporal things. We get more concerned, and I'm putting these warnings out there right now, we get more concerned with making sure they're taken care of today instead of their soul being prepared for eternity. Now, we need to make sure, and I'm all for it, and I'll say that a hundred times, because some of y'all are looking at me like saying, Pastor, I ain't never heard this before. What in the world are you saying? No, listen, I'll say, I'm all for making sure they're fed. I'm all, sure, all for making sure they're clothed. We need to make sure the emphasis, listen, the gospel is the main message that needs to go forth. We can have the best dressed, the most fed up person that is full and die and be separated from God for all of eternity because we did not give them the gospel of Christ. The message of eternity instead of temporal. Listen, can I remind us of this? God will change the outside after he changes the inside. He will. Now you say, well, and, and listen, I get it. If they're sitting there hungry and have no shoes on their feet and think they have a hard time listening to a message of the gospel, if they're wondering where their next meal is going to come from. But if I'm getting a meal... I'm going to make sure they've got the gospel going along with it. And I'm not going to wait until they're done and they have an opportunity to be able to get out. I'm going to make sure to be telling them about Jesus. Make sure the focus and the priority is that we have a message of eternity and not just a, ma a message of, of temporal things. We can, we, you understand, and I had someone approach me at the fair 
And listen, this has been in the works long before we had a trailer getting ready to go clothe people, okay? I had a man approach me at the fair, and he said, I did my doctrinal thesis on, I think I told a few about this. He said, I did my doctrinal thesis on if the, if the, the, the top four or five maybe mainline denominations would just take all the money that comes in and actually put it towards feeding the poor, it would actually eradicate the poor population and, and, and hunger across our nation. Sounds great. And I looked at him and I said, well, I have an earned doctorate degree. <laughs> and I said, if I was sitting on the board and you had to defend your thesis to me, I said, I would have failed you. What? And I said, I'm a pastor of a church. He said, why? I said, because it's against the Bible. Well, what do you mean? I said, even Jesus at one verse, Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. I said, you're, you're not going to get rid of, I said, they're always going to be, yes, we're always going to have an opportunity to be able to minister, but listen, that soul is going to last forever. And boy, we need to make sure to get them the gospel, make sure that our message is one of eternity, but listen, make sure our message is right. But then here's where the danger, our motive of making us feel good and fulfilled by helping. Do you understand that there's a great desire? People have to do something today. People have to do it with religion. People have to do, oh, I need to get out here. I want to spend my time. Listen, I'm all for that. Find something to be able to do, to be able to minister and be a help to people. But that does not substitute. That is not a feel good that all of a sudden I have favor with God because I did this. No, God's not going to love us anymore just because we happen to put on a meal. And I'm all for that. Did I say that yet? But listen, the motive of it is not to fill their belly and make sure that they're all set when they lay their head down to sleep tonight. No, our motive ought to be, I'm going after that soul. It was said of an old time preacher, brother Ron Garris. Uh, he used to be the, he's in heaven now since 2016, 2006, but uh, he's in heaven today. Someone said this about him. He said that he has tunnel vision. And here's what was said. At the end of the tunnel was the world. Tunnel vision. At the end of it was the world. And everywhere, listen, get the gospel to sinners. They need to be saved. And listen, the motive, it should not become making me feel good because I tangibly did something the motive ought to be, listen, I'm giving the gospel. And I didn't make, now listen, if I can help along the way, then praise the Lord, we're going to do it. I mean, the Lord knows we like to provide shoes. I mean, someone hacked our checking account a few years back and bought $900 worth of flip-flops to send somewhere. <laughs> hey, I'm all for putting flip-flops on feet, but I, I'm like, <laughs> ask me first, okay? We got, the, we got that money back. But uh, I, I'm all for it. Listen, put shoes... We've sent more humanitarian aid with the ministries that we were at and, and sending things overseas. And, and listen, there were boxes of flip-flops going over to the Philippines. We've done that, okay? They, they play basketball, full-court basketball and flip-flops on concrete over in the Philippines. I'm thinking, man, I, my, my, my toes would be scunned. I mean, they'd be, they'd be bleeding raw, I mean, just after that whole thing. That's what they did over there. Listen, I'm for that stuff. It's not about just making us feel good. It's about the gospel. 
Keep the focus on the gospel. But then can I say where we need to be careful? We need to be careful not to be making people dependent upon us or a program instead of Christ. That's the the end result. If we're not giving them Christ, we've got to be so careful that they become dependent upon us. I'm I'm not the one someone ought to be dependent upon. And may I say our church, yes, we take care of People need to realize it's Christ that we depend upon. And Christ is the only one that's not going to let us down. Christ is the only one that's going to fulfill every desire that a person has and fill every hole that they are facing and missing in their life. It's going to be Christ. There was not a time when Christ addressed a person's physical needs that their spiritual needs were not addressed also. Here you go. I'll I'll just feed everybody, and y'all y'all go your way. And I'm just starting to now. Listen, I'm all for relationship. I'm just trying to build relationships with the five thousand so that they'll come back and be able to hear. Jesus gave them the gospel, and they stayed after. Now listen, their motive might have been wrong for following because he told them he said, "Listen, you're following me because I fed you." (laughs) And when it came down to it, there was a whole bunch in John chapter six that went their way. Whether they accepted him or not, that was their choice. Don't get so focused on the physical in the social world today that we forget the spiritual. We've got to make sure to keep focused on Christ. You say, well, Pastor, I want a a church that's, that's focused on reaching our community and helping our community. We're going to. But can I say our number one priority at Granite State Baptist Church is the message of the gospel. You say, why is that? They're hungry. They need shoes. Yeah, we're going to help with that. But you know something? I want them to have shoes on while they're going to heaven. Can you imagine people that that we would see for, for eternity or something, people dying and going to hell for all of eternity, and we put a pair of shoes on their feet, but we never told them about Jesus? Can you imagine someone we've worked next to that we've been associated with, a neighbor, a loved one. Listen, been around them for years. We've helped them on and on and on, and we've never told them about Jesus. Well, that message is uncomfortable. It's going to get uncomfortable. They're not just beating down the door saying, would you tell me about Jesus? They're not lining up on Sunday morning to say, hey, I'm just waiting to get in for someone to tell me about Jesus. I'm all for all these things, but listen, Let's not get sidetracked on a social gospel when the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection needs to be preeminent. Can they work together? Yeah, I believe they can. I believe we can use things and use them as tools to be able to get out there. But I want you to know the whole reason that we're trying, you say, I'll I'll use him. He's not even here today. Brother Matthew Frank. 1,200 meals going to the officers of the state prison and, and administration across our state. Well, he's feed. Do you understand everyone? Some of you taped him on there. Do you understand what the meal was for? Had a gospel track on the top of it to make sure to be able to get the gospel into their hands. We are in this for the long haul of eternity. Let's make sure that they are prepared. Keep the emphasis and the message of Christ at the forefront. It is his death, burial, and resurrection that we preach, remember, and rejoice about. And I'm just asking the Lord to, to, to keep us focused. You say, what brought this on? This Listen, months in planning. 
You say, is it for today? It is, obviously, this when the Lord had it. <laughs> and it's just making sure we're focused. Listen, there's no greater focus, no greater message to be able to give someone. I could take the time and give the balance of it. I talked with one of our EMTs that were here in town, and I said, I do understand. And just so that puts you at ease, I do understand if someone's laying on the ground and they're overdosing, I said, me standing there and throwing a Bible verse at them, I said, it's not going to make a difference right then, okay? I'm not Jesus and the maniac of Gadara that just at the presence, he's in his right mind and seated at my feet. <laughs> I understand that. But as soon as I can, they're in their right mind and they're focused, I'm going to make sure I don't want them to leave my presence without being able to tell them about Jesus.